0: All right. good morning welcome I, I welcome you guys here this morning um, that's a, that's a very loaded question when I when I think about that question is the church relevant for our young people today I think in some in some regards you talk to some young people and they will tell you that they don't go to church um, churches that's not for them there's no connection there so I, I understand that 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 idea that they can't connect but I think Church is relevant. Nothing, I know that church is relevant, very relevant. Um, it's, it's because it, it all depends on how we, what's your definition of a church? How would you be, how do you define a church? Is the church a building? Or is a church, um, as the Bible started, someone that's called that? Church is more than just a building. But uh, well, to ch-
1: go back, I mean, you're, you're specifically talking about the youth right now. I'm ta- how about just, is the church irrelevant in today's world
0: for? Anybody? Oh, it's not. It's I'm not. An, is the that's church tough. irrelevant in this today's world for anybody? It's not irrelevant. The church is very relevant. I I, I believe that um. I, 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 for me, it's very relevant. And the reason why I I, I would say that, is what, it's the difference it made in my life. I think when it's all said, I know when it's all said and done, that's just an individual thing. It's an individual commitment to Lord Jesus Christ that's going to really make the difference. Then you can say yes, it's not relevant for me because I cannot, I cannot apply to it. I think one of the reason why a lot of what a lot of young people are saying is not relevant. Uh, our, our churches today can a lot of churches are not connecting with our young people, and if we do connect with our with our young people, we're not giving them relevant mes- messages. We're not talking to them about life, what's going on in in their lives. I, I don't think all churches. I think there are churches that are reaching young people. Okay. And 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 um young people are, are holding on to it and they're moving on. But as a general consent, when you look at the world that we're in today, that it seems like the church is not, the church in these different communities, they're not really engaging enough to make a difference. So we're not relevant because we're not making a difference in the community that we serve. So I can understand people saying it's not relevant anymore because why? Can why? you share
1: a little bit of how uh, a church has changed your life personally oh, I, and I, I, about I, maybe the age of where when it happened?
0: My life was changed when I was, I tell you, one of the big things in my life where it, it, I was probably in high school living, my brother and I lived by ourselves. And therefore, living by yourself as a, as a young person, you're going to make decisions or choices that your parents would not allow you to make when you're growing up. Uh, we graduated from school in spite of living by ourselves, but my lifestyle was just living for those Saturdays, Friday and Saturday nights. So morally, my 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 moral life was was different. I remember one person, What made a difference in my life was a uh, my mentor. Even today, I'm am older now, but someone from way back when I was uh, as a teenager said to me, "Don't worry about a system. System seems to put us in a box.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. A system seems to put us in a box. And he said, "Think about a relationship. Think about having a connection with God. Uh, think about just reading the Word of God and, and applying it as you." as you understand certain things applying that to your life and I started doing that So and you that,
1: would say that the word is discerned rather than understood the word is what discerned like you discern yeah. the word of God you do, in, in you, your spirit yeah
0: you 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 read it because the, we have we read it and the Spirit of God takes that word and make it applicable allow us to apply this to our lives just reading the word is one thing but if we can't, can't relate, relate to that, that word it doesn't make any sense. If we can't pick that word up and start applying it to our lives, start making it relational, then we'll always be in that same spot. We have to somehow find a way of building a relationship around that word.
1: What about, um, can you share with us uh, your experiences or a couple of your experiences that you've had uh, being a youth pastor with, with the youth now? When now? I mean, the things that you're dealing with, uh, because, I mean, a lot of people, have this idea of, of, of um, big camping trips uh, with like a young life or, or, or like you go to uh, Passion over in Atlanta and then they have these huge parties and then they, you know, the, the whole propaganda is like basically you're, you're swimming and you're partying <laughs> and, and blah, blah, and they're like, that's, oh, it looks great. That's great. But the truth is that the youth are, are dealing with some really, really tough things. And, and can you yeah. share, I mean, without saying much, yeah, right. could you share a little bit of yeah, what,
0: I, I tell you, what your, your experience has been uh, with some of the, the, the youth that you uh, pastor? I remember or, in particular one incident where I was at the school and a kid went into his pocket and when he came out of his pocket, you know, a, a knife fell. I saw the knife and I asked him, let me get the knife and at the when, when, end of the day, come and get the knife from me. No problem. He gave him the knife, it wasn't a problem.
1: No, what, what do you do at the school? I'm
0: sorry. Me. I am a, a paraprofessional. I a work as a teacher's assistant in the classroom. And I remember I said to him, he came back, we had a conversation, said, Why would you, you bring a knife? Why would you bring a knife to school? It was for his, his safety. He felt like he had to bring that knife in because just in case someone jumped him, something happened, he was able to protect himself. He felt unsafe. He felt unsafe in that environment. And for me, I would say, okay. But as a result of that, I remember that summer because I took the knife, I did not get him in trouble, I didn't tell the, the principal, this guy had a knife, get him in trouble, suspend him, no, I took the, I took him, he gave me the knife, and then I took the knife, he gave me the knife, and I built that relationship, I earned this trust that look, I'm, I don't. my goal is not to get you incarcerated, my goal is not to get you in trouble, there's something going on in your life that I need to find out how can I help you to be effective, how can I help you to be successful, so that's your
1: ministry, basically identifying yes. a, a problem and building a relationship. Building a relationship, and then and then guide them, what? them exactly. to, there's, there's exactly.
0: better them uh, to a better life. A better life, and that's exactly. what makes church relevant. A building is a lot of time. We get this is a church building. Yeah, that will not change a life. It's you and I connecting with these these. If it's not a young person, old person, whatever ministry God has laid in your heart. Is you and I find a way of connecting with them, of them connecting with you? Because it's not just them connecting, I have to connect also. I'm learning just as much as they're learning. For me, helping them go through this path in their lives.
1: Yeah, I've seen a, a real disconnect. Yeah, uh, this is why I'm um, talking to you about this. Is that I see? Um, I work a lot in the secular uh, world, you know, and and I, uh, for those of you that know, I'm a musician and I and I play clubs around town, and. So it's two different worlds being a, a person worship leader at church and, and hanging out at the church and then being a, a club musician and and a lot of people Just don't want to have anything to do with religion period. They don't they, don't, they, they hate organized religion they, they don't want to have anything to do with um, Christ because of a lot of different reasons. I mean, you know, they they were uh, a little bit abused at a, at a, you know, at a Catholic school or, or, right. or their upbringing, you know, some, some of the doctrines are so extreme that they suffocate rather than, than alleviate, you know, and, and actually I, I'm glad you're talking about, you know, the church is not a building because that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about during the service. Um, is there another experience that, that comes to mind, like you, you besides know, the guy
0: that dropped the knife? It, it's, it's a young lady who has who been abused. Mm-hmm. sexual abuse by 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 an adult and it, it she struggled for All a long time I remember when, when she first came in and um, we, we uh, remember we talked about something I, we had a message that night and I, I spoke to them about uh, on a topic and she was in tears she broke down she um, and she talked about it but she never really got it off so we can't you know never forced her and eventually she started talking I said to you whenever you're ready for someone to go along with you and, and talk about this, we're here. My wife and I, we're here to, to go along just to be that support for you. She, she kept coming. She still struggled with the emotions of being abused, being sexually abused at a, as a young child. And after dealing with that, she kept coming. And, and over time, one of, the, one of the tremendous breakthroughs is that uh, I know we started talking with her. And she said, uh, she wrote a letter to her mom finally she wrote a letter to her mom and explained to her mom what has happened and just that alone that letter broke her mom her mom didn't understand it didn't know that it brought the it brought some some togetherness for them she's a better person today i, I must say when, when i talked to her she's a different person the weight has been lifted yeah. it wasn't easy she because she went through middle school and high school carrying this yeah carrying this weight on her back and just somebody to come alongside and realize you are you are special you are valued you are not a, you are not really this messed up as people you're not that person yeah just to reassure them to speak life into them because a lot of time when you go through this you feel worthless you feel i guess you feel like you're nobody yeah and, and you allow yourself to be taken advantage of and that young lady today is, a, is a more is a very graduate from high school is doing well a lot of our kids, a lot of the kids that I've worked with go through a lot of trauma. They, go, they have a lot of trauma in their life. A lot of, a lot of things that happen to them. We cannot help them by giving them rules. By giving them, God says, this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. I need to come alongside you. If you don't have food in your house, I probably need to take you to the store and buy you some food. Yes. If, you don't, have, if you don't have some clothes that you need to go to school with, I need to take you to the store and and that is relational building that will build trust they are seeing christ in action they're seeing a church in action when they see you doing that you invite them to a church is great but if you're just inviting them to a church to fill up the full of building and you're not really helping them for them to see a church in action to see how a church is relevant in their life we'll never be able to change our young people or change this world unless we make our message so relevant in these people's lives that they wanna to come to church, they wanna to come to the building because we have changed how they see this God that we serve, that we think this God is an awesome God. We have changed how they perceive him. And if we can change these young people's life from their perception of this God, who is who is this God of rules, 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 my God who is loving God, who cares more than they'll ever understand for them. We can pull these young people in into the body of Christ for them to start impacting the world right now.
1: Yeah, great. What about, um... Adults, do you relate to adults or oh yeah. So I actually I, I heard you a little bit ago, like not twenty minutes ago, you were offering to, to do uh, uh, some plumbing work. Right. For for a guy that came for some help. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a plumber, right? I'm not a plumber. So there you have it. <laughs> you see that's that's what we're talking about here at tiny church. It's just if you don't have a program and you and you recognize a need on your neighbor, then you meet it. You know and that's service right. that's that's leading with love uh regardless of the race or their or their uh religious
0: background or, or whatever right we need some actions and then we can have a church that is relevant for our society that we, that is relevant for our young people that's not only re- relevant for young people relevant for old people that is just relevant a church that is changing lives one at a time let
1: exactly. me read this up it's up According to the statistics from churchleaders.com uh-huh. uh, and the Journal of the Scientific Study of Religion by Sociologists, A, less than 20% of Americans regularly attend church. B, American church attendance is steadily declining. Only 6% of all churches are growing. C, established churches. 40 to 190 years old are on average declining. D, the increase in churches is only one quarter of what's needed to keep up with population growth. There's 800 churches per year in the the nation that come out. The estimate is that we need 10,000 more uh, churches are needed per year. Now the question is, what do you think churches need to do
0: to grow, or at least uh, increase their attendance? Okay. But we need to be more people-driven. I mean, And if you have, if you have a church that is really impacting their community, they will have. That would be a, a striving church. That that will be a church that will will stand out. If we have a church that is so basically, programs that, that will help. that, that will that will impact your community. You, you need to have something that's very relevant for the community that you live in. Uh, where do you think most churches miss it? in terms of being relevant to an
1: a, a church audience? Because that's this is a, a lot, see this is a, a lot of things that I see. For instance, is that churches almost reach out to the Church to already Christians mm. or 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 whatever you know, and kind of like snuffed a little bit at the spiritual, or 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 if you have some other kind of uh, idea, you Positive. know. I, I know a lot of people that <coughs> don't consider the same Christians, yet they live their lives As way better than, than other, believers, than, are. Than yeah, other yeah. believers do. So I mean, um, where do you think the church? Misses it to increase attendance, or
0: to or to target an unchurched uh, public. All right, when you 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 ask that question, and and I'm thinking of the story of John in John chapter four, when Christ was taking his journey to Samaria. This lady was a religious. She was a Samaritan. She was a Samaritan, and we understood that the Samaritan. The reason why they developed was that they were Samaritans. They they were into marriage, and they had a biblical background, they had a, a knowledge of who this God is, but they were shunned by the Jews. They were rejected by the Jews, yeah. and therefore, because of that rejection, they feel like you know what? A lot of times they feel like I'm not accepted here, so let me start my own religion. So they all what they call it. Even they have a book. We, we the Jews call it their, their, the Pentateuch. They call it the Samaritan Pentateuch, because they're not accepted here. But if I do it here, let's have our own little thing. I think many times as a church, there is a, we have a, what we call it, some kind of dichotomy. We, we don't know how to, we, we separate these, we have these separation There shouldn't be a separation. Yeah. And there shouldn't be that, and there's a separate, when Jesus said, Look, I must need go through Samaria, he understood that this lady was a, a Samaritan woman who had a, a biblical, she had a background, biblical background, religious background, but she didn't understand the truth. She didn't really know the truth. And now he had to make sure that, He take her to the next level. I'm gonna tell you that you're valued, but you don't really know the truth. And I'm gonna explain it. And he didn't condemn her. He didn't make her feel stupid. He just gave her some knowledge that she never had. He opened her eyes up to something bigger that she never, she would have never really come to come to grip with. And he did it in a loving way. He did it in a compassionate way. He did it in a way that when she left, just said, "Look, I, I, I come see a man." Who told me everything about myself? Isn't this the Christ? She felt welcome. She felt like this person really cared about me. At the church, yes, she pres-
1: developed a relationship. A relationship.
0: She developed a relationship, and she re- she felt accepted. She felt loved. She there was compassion for someone she never met. And therefore, she said, "Look, if he did this to me, I want you to come and meet him. I want you to come come to this place and see what can happen to you." because it happened to her. She was a living testimony about how this person changed her life by just coming into her life, just being that person for her. And it made all the difference. I think churches today, we have sometimes we don't know how to talk to people. We don't know how to um and for whatever reason, we, we still have a, a racially divided church for whatever reason. So we when you go into a church, you know, and and you see that that's a bad thing. But, and Sometimes we don't want to admit it, that we have these implicit biases. Oh yeah, we do. We do. But we do We're have them. Guilty. Uh, yeah, we, we have them. For whatever reason. If, if it's not for color, it's for whatever it is. We have those implicit yeah, color biases. way of life. Way of whatever, life, whatever yeah. it is, a job that you have. And, and that will hinder the growth in the church. That attitude itself may turn people away mm. from God. Right.
1: You know, which... But God will find a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, God is bigger also, than our biases. He let me in see. Our practices. see. Um, so basically, <coughs> we should live with love. Yeah, we should lead with, lead with love. Live with love. Live with service. Right. So you know, we encourage you to pick up a mantle, uh, whatever that is. Uh, recognize the the um, need in your neighbor Amen. or your community, and and try to build relationships. You know, it's something. It can be something so simple or something complex. I myself, I noticed my my um, neighbor was in crutches today. Uh, he had an accident or something. I don't know what happened. Now I'm guilty. I rarely ever talk to my neighbors, you know. But I, I put it in my in my mind the day that after I live here, I'm gonna go and knock on the door, and I'm gonna offer my assistance on anything that he may need, you know, to carry or whatever, you know. He may just say no. He may have a thousand people that are right, helping him, right, right. You know, but at least it could be the other way. He could be alone, right. you know. Um, That's true. It, it's just, um, let's live lead with,
0: lead with love, uh, lead with service. Live with service. And don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone Good all the time. A choice becomes a habit and a habit becomes a lifestyle. We are, we are used to these habits and we continue to do them. We have to learn to stretch ourselves, come out of our comforts. I'm, I'm glad what you talked about That was good what you said, that you're going to go home and do something different. As you say, the church is not the building. We are the church. Amen. And we're going to talk about this in the next segment.
1: Now, as we go into our next segment, would you mind leading us in a brief uh, sure.
0: Uh, uh, prayer? Sure. And Father, we just want to thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you to God for just uh, this time, understanding of God, how relevant is, is, is your church? How relevant? is church today. And Lord, we know that it's very relevant because we are the church. We are the church. As individuals, we are the church because your Holy Spirit dwells within us because you have redeemed us from our, from, from, from the, the gates of hell that we have become the church, Father. you like to live in us. You want to walk in us. You want to speak through us. You want to change this world through us, Lord, one life at a time. So Lord, we ask that you'll take this day, Lord, and speak to us in a supernatural way. We ask in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
1: And also let me tell you guys uh, if you want to volunteer uh, please send us a, a message uh, write your comments uh, or whatever try to keep it uh, nice you know civil uh, we really want to know what you're thinking about about uh, this topic of church relevancy and um and you know to take the temperature of the of the of the audience to see how we can serve you and consider volunteering so you can serve somebody else um uh, and now we're gonna go through some inspired thoughts that
0: that i I had and uh just stay tuned thank you thank you chris oh you're welcome man i appreciate this i appreciate you i'm Inviting me over to, to, to talk about this. This is good. This is good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Thank you. All yeah. right, stay tuned. Thank you. Remember, tiny church, tiny steps to mighty miracles. Amen. Alright, good morning. Welcome. I, I welcome you guys here this morning. Um, that's a that's a very loaded question. When I when I think about that question, is the church relevant for our young people today? I think in some in some regards you talk to some young people, and they will tell you that they don't go to church. Um, churches is just not for them. There's no connection there, so I, I understand that 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 idea that they can't connect. But I think church is relevant. Nothing. I know that church is relevant, very relevant. Um, it's it's because it, it all depends on how we. What's your definition of a church? How would be, How do you define a church? Is a church a building? Or the church, um, as the Bible started, someone that's called out, Church is more than just a building. Uh, but to tr- go
1: back, I mean, you're, you're specifically talking about the youth right mm-hmm. now. Ta- how about just, is the church irrelevant in today's world for
0: anybody? No, oh, it's not. It's not I, is the okay. church irrelevant in this, today's world for anybody? It's not irrelevant. The church is very relevant. I, I, I believe that. Um, I, I, For me, it's very relevant, and the reason why I I I would say that is what is the difference it made in my life. I think when it's all said, I know when it's all said and done, that's just an individual thing. It's an individual commitment to Lord Jesus Christ that's going to really make the difference. Then you can say yes, it's not relevant for me because I cannot, I I cannot apply to it. I think one of the reason why a lot of what a lot of young people are saying is not relevant. Our churches today, can, a lot of churches are not connecting with our young people. And if we do connect with our with our young people, we're not giving them relevant mes- messages. We're not talking to them about life, what's going on in, in their lives. I, I don't think all churches. I think they're churches that are reaching young people. Okay. And and, and um, young people are, are holding on to it, and they're moving on. But as a general con- consent, when you look at the world that we're in today, that it seems like the church is not... The church in these different communities, are not really engaging enough to make a difference. So we're not relevant because we're not making a difference in the community that we serve. So I can understand people saying it's not relevant anymore because why?
1: Can why? you share a little bit of how um, a church has changed your life personally oh, I, and I, I, about I, maybe the age of where when it happened?
0: My life was changed when I was, I tell you, one of the big things in my life where it, it, I was probably in high school. My brother and I lived by ourselves. And therefore, living by yourself as a, as a young person, you're going to make decisions or choices that your parents wouldn't have allowed you to make when you're growing up. Uh, we graduated from school in spite of living by ourselves, but my lifestyle was just living for those Saturdays, Friday and Saturday nights. So morally, my, 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 my moral life was, was different. I remember one person, what made a difference in my life was uh, my mentor, even today, I'm, I'm older now, but someone from way back when I was uh, as a teenager said to me, Don't worry about a system. System seems to put us in a box.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: A system seems to put us in a box. And he said, think about a relationship. Think about having a connection with God. Uh, Think about just reading the Word of God and and applying it as you, as you understand certain things, applying it to your life. And I started doing that. So you would
1: say that the Word is discerned rather than understood. The Word is what? discerned, like you discern yeah. the Word of God in, you do, you, in your spirit. Yeah,
0: You you, you read it, because the, we have we read it, and the Spirit of God takes that Word and make it applicable. Allow us to apply this to our lives. Just reading the Word is one thing, but if we can't, can't relate, relate to, that. to that Word, it doesn't make any sense. If we can't pick that Word up and start applying it to our lives, start making it relational, then we'll always be in that same spot. We have to somehow find a way of building a relationship around that Word
1: what about um can you share with us uh your experiences or a couple of your experiences that you've had uh, being a youth pastor with with the youth now yeah, no. i mean the things that you're dealing with uh because i mean a lot of people have this idea of 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 uh, big camping trips uh with like a young life or 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 like you go to a passion over in Atlanta and then they have these huge parties and then they, you know, the, the whole propaganda right. is like basically you're you're swimming and you're partying <laughs> and, and blah, blah. And they're like, that's, oh, it
0: looks great. It's great.
1: But the truth is that the youth are, are dealing with some really, really tough things. And and can you yeah. share, I mean, without it, saying that, right. could you share a little bit yeah, of I, what, I, I tell you. what your your experience has been uh, with some of the, the, the youth that you uh, pastor?
0: I remember or, in particular one incident where I was at the school, and a kid went into his pocket and when he came out of his pocket, you know, a, a knife fell. I saw the knife and I asked him, hey, let me get the knife, and at the when, when, end of the day, come and get the knife from me. No problem. He gave me the knife. It wasn't a problem.
1: No, what, what do you do at the school? I'm sorry.
0: Pardon me. I am a, a paraprofessional. I work as a teacher's assistant in the classroom. And I remember I said to him, he came back, we had a conversation, he said, why you never like? Why would bring a knife? Why bring a knife to school? It was for his his safety. He felt like he had to bring that knife in because just in case someone jumped him, something happened, he was able to protect himself. He felt unsafe. He felt unsafe in that environment. And for me, I would say, okay. But as a result of that, I remember that summer because I took the knife. I did not get him in trouble. I didn't tell the, the principal, this guy had a knife, get him in trouble, suspend him. No, I took, the, I took the, he gave me the knife and then I took the knife. He gave me the knife and I built that relationship. I earned this trust. That look, I'm. I don't. My goal is not to get you incarcerated. My goal is not to get you in trouble. There's something going on in your life that I need to find. out. How can I help you to be effective? How can I help you to be successful? Company? So that's your
1: ministry, basically yes. identifying a, a problem and building a relationship. Building a relationship, and then and then guide them, them exactly. to, exactly.
0: better them. Uh, a better life. A better life, and that's Instead what makes church relevant. A building is. Uh, a lot of time we get this is a church building yeah that will not change a life it's you and I connecting with these these if it's not a young person old person whatever ministry God has laid in your heart It's you and I find a way of connecting with them of them connecting with you because it's not just them connecting I have to connect also I'm learning just as much as they are learning for me helping them go through this path in their life.
1: yeah I've seen a, a real disconnect yeah, this is why I'm um, talking to you about this is that I see I work a lot in the secular uh, world, you know. And and for those of you that know, I'm a musician, and I I play clubs around town. And so it's two different worlds: being a a person worship leader at church and and hanging out at the church, and then being a a club musician. And and a lot of people just don't want to have anything to do with religion. Period. They don't. they don't, they, They hate organized religion. They don't want to have anything to do with um, Christ because of a lot of different reasons. I mean, you know, they, they were uh, a little bit abused at a, at a, you know, at a Catholic school or, or, or their upbringing. You know, some, some of the doctrines are so extreme that they're suffocate rather than, than alleviate, you know. And, and actually, I'm glad you're talking about, you know, the church is not a building because that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about during the service. Um, is there another experience that that comes to mind, like you know, besides the guy that dropped
0: the knife? It's it, it's a young lady who has, who has been abused, okay. sexually abused by 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 an adult, God. and it it she struggled for All a long time. time. I, I remember when, when she first came in, and um, we we uh, remember we talked about something. I, we had a message that night, and I I spoke to them about uh, on a topic, and she was in tears. She broke down. She um, and she talked about it but she never really got it off. So we kept, you know, never forced her. And eventually she started talking. I said to you, whenever you're ready for someone to go along with you and and talk about this, we're here. My wife and I, we're here to, to go along just to be that support for you. She, she kept coming. She still struggled with the emotions of being abused, being sexually abused at a, as a young child. And after dealing with that, she kept coming and, and over time, one of, the, one of the tremendous breakthroughs is that uh, I know we started talking with her and she said uh, she wrote a letter to her mom. Finally, she wrote a letter to her mom and explained to her mom what has happened. And Just that alone, that letter broke her mom. Her mom didn't understand it, didn't know that. It brought, the, it brought some, some togetherness for them. She's a better person today, I, I must say. When, when I talked to her, she's a different person the weight has been lifted it wasn't easy because she went through middle school and high school carrying this carrying this weight on her back and just somebody to come alongside and realize you are you are special you are valued you are not you are not really this messed up as people you're not that person just to reassure them to speak life into them because a lot of time when you go through this you feel worthless you feel i guess you feel like you're nobody yeah And, and you allow yourself to be taken advantage of and that young lady today the is a, is a more is a very graduate from high school is doing well a lot of our kids a lot of the kids that I've worked with go through a lot of trauma they go, they have a lot of trauma in their life a lot of a lot of things have happened to them you cannot help them by giving them rules by giving them God says this is what the Bible says this is what the Bible say I need to come alongside you if you don't have food in your house I probably need to take you to the store and buy you some food. Yes. If same, you don't have if you don't have some clothes that needs to go to school with, I need to take you to the store and and that is relational building. That will build trust. They're seeing Christ in action. They're seeing a church in action when they see you doing that. You invite them to a church is great. But if you're just inviting them to a church to fill up the full a building and you're not really helping them for them to see a church in action, to see how a church is relevant in their life. We'll never be able to change our young people or change this world unless we make our message so relevant in these people's lives that they want to come to church, they want to come to the building because we have changed how they see this God that we serve, that we think this God is an awesome God. We have changed how they perceive him. And if we can change these young people's life from their perception of this God who is, who is this God of rules, 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 a God who is loving God who cares more than they'll ever understand for them, we can pull these young people in, into the body of Christ, for them to start impacting the world right now.
1: Yeah, great. What about um, adults? Do you relate to adults? or? Oh, yeah. So actually, I, I heard you a little bit ago, like not 20 minutes ago, you were offering to to do uh, uh, some plumbing work. Right. For, for a guy that came <laughs> for some help. Yeah. Uh, You're not a plumber, right? I'm not a plumber. So there you have it. You see, that's, that's what we're talking about. It's, here in tiny church is just if you don't have a program and you and you recognize a need on your neighbor, then you meet it. You know, and that's service. Right. That's, that's leading with love uh,
0: regardless of their race or their, or their uh, religious background or, or whatever. Works. We need some actions and then we can have a church that is relevant for our society. That, we, that is relevant for our young people. That's not only re- relevant for young people, relevant for old people. That is just relevant. A church that is changing lives one at a time. Exactly.
1: Let me read this up. It's up. According to a statistics from churchleaders.com uh-huh. uh, and the Journal of a Scientific Study of Religion by Sociologists A. Less than 20 percent of Americans regularly attend church. B. American church attendance is steadily declining. Only six percent of all churches are growing. C, established churches, forty to one hundred and ninety years old, are on average declining. D, the increase in churches is only one quarter of what's needed to keep up with population growth. There's eight hundred churches per year in the in the nation that come out the estimate is that we need 10,000 more uh, churches are needed per year now the question is what do you think churches need to do
0: to grow or at least uh, increase their attendance okay but we need to be more people driven and if you have if you have a church that is really impacting their community they will have that would be a striving church that will be a church that will, will stand out. If we have a church that is... So basically programs that, that will help... That, that, will, that will impact your community. You, you need to have something that's very relevant for the community that you live in. Where do you think most churches
1: miss it? In terms of being relevant to a, a church audience. Because that's, this is a, a lot, see this is a, a lot of things that I see. For instance, is that churches almost reach out to the church to already Christians mm. or, or or whatever, you know, and kind of like it's not a little bit at the spiritual or, or, or if you have some other kind of uh, idea, Positive. you know, I, I know a lot of people that <coughs> don't consider themselves Christians yet they live their lives As way better than other believers, than, are. Than other yeah, believers yeah. do so, I mean um, where do you think the church misses it to increase attendance or to or
0: to target an unchurched uh, public. All right, I, I, when audience. you you ask that question, and, I, and I'm thinking of the story of John in John chapter four, when Christ was taking his journey to Samaria. This lady was a uh, religious. She was a Samaritan. She was a Samaritan, and we understood that the Samaritan. The reason why they developed was that. They were Samaritans. They, they were into marriage, and they had a biblical background, they had a, a knowledge of who this God is, but they were shunned by the Jews. They were rejected by the Jews, yeah. and therefore, because of that rejection, they feel like you know what? A lot of times they feel like I'm not accepted here, so let me start my own religion. So they all oh, what they call it. The, even they, they even have a book. We, we the Jews call it their, their, the Pentateuch. They call it the Samaritan Pentateuch, because they're not accepted here. But if i do it here let's have our own little thing i think many times as a church there is a we have a some kind of dichotomy we we don't know how to we we separate these we have these separation there shouldn't be a separation yeah and there shouldn't be that and there's a separate when jesus said look i must need go through samaria he understood that this lady was a a samaritan woman who had a, a biblical she had a background biblical background religious background but she didn't understand the truth. She didn't really know the truth. And now he had to make sure that he take her to the next level. I'm gonna tell you that you're valued, but you don't really know the truth. And I'm gonna explain it. And he didn't condemn her, he didn't make her feel stupid. He just gave her some knowledge that she never had. He opened her eyes up to something bigger that she never she would have never really come to come to grip with. And he did it in a loving way. He did it in a compassionate way. He did it in a way that when she left, just said, Look, I, I come see a man, who told me everything about myself. Isn't this the Christ? She felt welcome. She felt like this person really cared about me. At the church, yes, yeah, she
1: developed a relationship. A relationship.
0: She developed a relationship, and she really, she felt accepted. She felt love. There was compassion. For someone she never met. And therefore, she said, "Look, if he did this to me, I want you to come and meet him. I want you to come come to this place." and see what can happen to you because it happened to her she was a living testimony about how this person changed her life by just coming into her life just being that person for her and it made all the difference i think churches today we have sometimes we don't know how to talk to people we don't know how to um and for whatever reason we we still have a, a racially divided church for whatever reason so we when you go into a church you know and and you see that that's a bad thing and sometimes we don't want to admit it that we have these implicit biases oh yeah we do, we do. but we do have them Guilty. yeah we have them for whatever reason if it's not for color it's for whatever it is we have those implicit yeah, color, biases way of life, way of whatever, life whatever. whatever it is a job that you have and and that will hinder the growth in the church that attitude itself may turn people away mm. from God right
1: you know which but God will find a way yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean uh, God is bigger than our biases. He's bigger than our practices. Um, so basically, <coughs> we should live with love. Yeah, we should live with, with love. Live with love. Live with service. Right. So you know, we encourage you to pick up a mantle, uh, whatever that is. Uh, recognize the the uh, need in your neighbor Amen. or your community and and try to build relationships you know it's something it can be something so simple or something complex i myself i noticed my my um neighbor was in crutches today uh he had an accident or something i don't know what happened now i'm guilty i rarely ever talk to my neighbors you know but i i put it in my in my mind the day that after i live here i'm gonna go and knock on the door and i'm gonna Offer my assistance on anything that he may need right, right. you know to carry or whatever you know he may just say no he may have a thousand people that are right, helping him, right, right. you know but at least he it could be the other way he could be alone right. you know um, that's huge it, it's just um, let's live with lead
0: with love uh, lead with service live with service and don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone good all the time. A choice becomes a habit and a habit becomes a lifestyle. We are we are used to these habits that we continue to do them. We have to learn to stretch ourselves. Come out of our comforts. I'm, I'm glad what you talked about. That was good what you said. That you're going to go home and do something different. As you say the church is not the building. We are the church. Amen. And we're going to talk about this in the next segment.
1: Now as we go into our next segment, would you mind leading us on a brief sure. Uh, uh, prayer?
0: Sure. And... Father, we just want to thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you to God for just uh, this time, understanding, dear God, well, how relevant is, is is your church? How relevant is church today? And Lord, we know that it's very relevant because we are the church. We are the church. As individuals, we are the church because your Holy Spirit dwell within us. Because you have redeemed us from our from from, from the, the gates of hell, that we have become the church, Father. You like to live in us. You want to walk in us. You want to speak through us. You want to change this world through us, Lord, one life at a time. So, Lord, we ask that you'll take this day, Lord, and speak to us in a supernatural way. We ask in Christ's name. Amen.
1: Amen. And also, let me tell you guys, uh, if you want to volunteer, please send us a a message. uh, Write your comments uh, or whatever. Try to keep it uh, nice, you know, civil. Uh, We really want to know what you're thinking about about uh this topic of church relevancy and um and you know to take the temperature of the of the of the audience to see how we can serve you and consider volunteering so you can serve somebody else Um, uh, and now we're going to go through some inspired thoughts that, that i that i
0: had and uh just stay tuned Thank you, you, Chris. Oh, you're welcome, man. I appreciate this. I appreciate you um, inviting me over to to, to talk about this. This is good. This is good stuff. Uh, Good stuff. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. Thank you. Remember, tiny church, tiny steps
1: to mighty miracles. Amen.